This is a GRDC podcast. 300 kilometres north of Perth, you're in the low rainfall zone of WA's northern wheat belt. Here, much of the country is sand plain, and with that comes soil constraints such as subsoil compaction and acidity. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. In today's podcast, we catch up with Dylan Hirsch, who crops 6,000 hectares near Latham. The family's been farming in the area for the best part of 100 years. Dylan told Deb Bishop that in these challenging soil conditions, deep sowing is helping him to achieve good crop establishment. The crops we grow here are predominantly wheat, barley, canola and also lupins. Uh, We're 100% cropping with an average growing season rainfall of about 180 millimetres um, and a summer rainfall of approximately 100 millimetres. Now one of your focus um, areas on, on the property here is um, so it, it, tactics I suppose to improve crop establishment in what's essentially uh, quite a dry soil profile for the region, is that correct? Yeah, so we've been really looking at trying to get early um, our crops out of the ground uh, earlier than normal. We find there's yield bonuses that can be had for getting crops out of the ground earlier for a number of reasons. And one of the things we've been trying in recent years has been uh, deep sowing of um, cereal crops into subsoil moisture. So this is all part of the crop establishment case study project that you're involved in, is that right? Yes, the GRDC have been uh, out with us and um, talking to us and a number of other growers who are trying different methods to help improve our crop establishment, um, particularly for early earlier sowing and early sowing opportunities. Take us through the importance of capitalising on early moisture to sow early. Yeah, well it's all nice and well when we do get rains that come early and we can get a crop out of the ground earlier um, than normal. We find April is a really good time to get all crops out of the ground where we are but sometimes we don't get a rainfall when we'd like it and being able to sow into subsoil moisture and sow it deep and get the crop out of the ground has been a tool that can work for us in some opportunities. 2017 was particularly dry for you wasn't it? Yeah 2017 we did have some success it was actually our driest year on record since um, records began back in the early 1900s and we had a lot of crop failures that year, but we also had a couple of um, harvestable and almost average yielding crops because we could actually get the crops out of the ground early enough um, to, to yield well enough. What are some of the key issues that you find in, in achieving good crop establishment? When we're deep sowing into that subsoil moisture, to get good establishment, you really need to make sure that our subsoil moisture level is nice and high. And that's really only possible when we've got some um, stubble residue to um, give, this, give the soil a bit of mulch and stop evaporation and protect itself from wind. Um, if, the, if the subsoil moisture level drops too low, it makes it almost impossible to sow into and too deep to be able to establish a crop from. So is this an issue for all crop types or um, have you got particular crops that you find suffer more with early sowing and that um, lack of moisture? We find canola really does need moisture at the surface to be able to establish, but we've had um, success with wheat and barley um, in particular, getting um, sowing down to depths of up to 100 millimetres deep. So um, canola is a difficult one in that, yeah, you really do need to have um, a good early rainfall opportunity to do that. But the cereals are where that subsoil moisture opportunity, deep sowing can actually um, get the crop out of the ground when there is actually no rain to do it. So how are you trying to address the issue and, and improve your crop establishment overall? So to, in order to improve our crop establishment further, we're looking at um, deep ripping and going to a quite a casual controlled traffic farming system on these paddocks. And that means that if we too can get the crops out of the ground early, 
it means that those crops have got access to subsoil moisture and, and don't necessarily need follow-up rain for some time and can keep growing along healthily. Okay, so you were showing me earlier an example where you know, you're digging through the soil and you're going down deeper than usual to, to, to early sow, yet you're saying the germination is, is taking place quite readily. Yeah, so normally we'd only sow our cereals down to an inch or, or, in the, or 25 millimetres in the new talk. Whereas now we're finding we can sow down to 100 millimetres um, and still get um, the crops out of the ground. And there's a couple of reasons I think for that. One is, yeah, we are keeping the, the subsoils a bit softer these days and that enables the roots to um, grow a bit further. And the other one is um, sowing a bit earlier into, into the warm soil moisture helps the, um, helps the plants get established and actually helps the plants get up from depth more than um, in the colder months of uh, late May and into June. So it's part of the strategy then is, as you're saying, is, is deep ripping. Um, you've only just started this, but yet you, you're reaping some pretty considerable rewards out of it, aren't you? Yes, yeah, so we've been deep ripping for a, only a few years now. Um, however, the, even initially, the, the first year of uh, ripping trials we had on this farm showed to us that there was quite a lot of um, lost opportunities because of our subsoil compaction. It was a real hindrance to our, to our yields and we needed to do something about that. So we've been deep ripping um, quite a big area for the last two years and I've now ripped in total about 4,000 hectares of our 6,000 hectares of farming area. And yield response on that? Yield response has been um, variable, but generally positive. The, we've, in this year we're seeing some responses up to two tonnes of a hectare in our cereals and one tonne of hectare in canola. Um, that's obviously the upper end of the responses, but we, in general, we're seeing a reliable enough increase to more than justify the cost of ripping in that year. What about the machinery you're using? Um, is there a specific machinery that you're choosing to use to get the response that you're uh, seeing being returned? Yeah, we don't use any um, special sort of uh, sewing machinery. Um, certainly, our machinery is far from being called a precision bit of equipment. We use an air hoe drill, a John Deere um, air hoe drill with five and a half inch press wheels on the back. That does seem to help the air seed to float on top of some of the softer ground that's been deep ripped because we have seen um, some problems where um, heavier or narrower press wheel type air seeders can sink in and create variable depths or inaccurate depth uh, for seed placement. What about the, uh, the, the depth, the, do, do you adjust the depth for different crops or soils? Uh, it depends what we're trying to do. Generally we'll, with canola we will sow dry and sow quite shallow, um, virtually trying to place the, so the seed at the surface. Um, if there is subsoil moisture opportunity for cereals, we, we may choose to sow down to 75 mil or even deeper if, if there's subsoil moisture. Um, but generally if the soil is either a full moisture profile or are dry, we'll sow at a typical depth of approximately 25 to 30 millimetres. So when we are doing trying our deep sowing into, into subsoil moisture, um, there's two things we're, we're doing there. One is we're putting the seed down deep and we'll be putting that down our, traditionally our fertiliser boot, down at depth. So we use uh, stiletto boots on our John Deere air hoe drill and that, uh, that's a dual shoot with the fertiliser and seed separate uh, placement. When we're deep sowing, we'll actually sow the seed down the fertiliser boot deeper and the fertiliser will be actually sowed um, shallower. If we're not confident that we will get 100% germination, we will also put some of the seed back down the seed uh, boot shallower, which is a bit of an insurance to um, if, if we don't get the full establishment. What crops do you sow the earliest and do these go on the deep ripped areas? 
So without rain, we'll be dry sowing at the start of April and we'll be sowing canola. And these, these will generally go into our deep ripped areas because canola is um, planted first and usually has the best response rate to deep ripping. Okay, so have all crops or just particular crop types had better germination and establishment on the areas that you've deep ripped? So canola is a bit of a funny one, even though it does respond uh, seems to respond the best to deep ripping, it actually has the uh, worst establishment loss from deep ripping. So it can create issues if we don't get our seeding right on these areas. Um, so we might compensate with um, higher seeding rates than we normally would. Um, and we'll do that particularly with wheat and barley where seed cost isn't an issue. What about across the whole farm system um, using deep ripping? Do you see that there are benefits or are there perhaps some disadvantages in that idea? Yeah, so of course the, the high yields are, are great, but the weeds that can come up on deep ripping um, can often look pretty impressive too. Um, some of our wild radish uh, seems to grow quite prolifically on our cereals where we deep rip. Um, however, the silver lining is because the radish is actually quite healthy, we've seen some really good chemical efficacy uh, on these areas and the pod set can be delayed, which might help us manage the outbreaks using um, crop topping at a later part of the season. Are you going to look at continuing to modify the deep ripping system here or are you happy where you've settled at the moment? What, what are your future plans to address crop establishment? Yeah, we're always looking to improve. Um, I think we can improve on our crop establishment from our deep ripping by creating a bit more of a level of seed bed behind the deep ripper. We're looking at a number of different engineering solutions we could use um, to address this and some different, um, different levelers and finishes we can tow behind the deep ripper that might um, improve our establishment come seeding time. And the timetable for deep ripping, what, once every three years or so? What are you looking at there? Yeah, we're really not sure yet, but we're looking at the moment with our um, traffic on our farm. We probably need to deep rip every three years on some of our sand plane to ensure that our crops are getting the best access to subsoil moisture they can. Um, as we move more to a controlled traffic system, we might be able to extend this, um, this timeline out to perhaps five or six years. What would your key tips be for other growers in achieving better crop establishment using deep sowing? Well, based on all the mistakes we've made in the past, my advice would be to, where you're attempting this, is to try and sow deeper rather than shallower, as the mistakes we've had is by not showing, sowing deep enough into the moisture and being too conservative about how deep we can actually go with our cereals. The other one would be to, if it's possible on your um, seeding system is to even save some seed and sow that shallower um, perhaps with a split boot system just in case you don't get the establishment on that deep sowing that you'd like and that might save a uh, second pass uh, by reseeding. Dylan Hirsch, a grain grower from WA's Northern Wheat Belt talking to Deb Bishop and you'll find a lot of useful information in the case study book, Maximising Crop Potential in a Drying Environment, which is an initiative of the Regional Cropping Solutions Network, West. And also, check out WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development's Ranking Options for Soil Amendments tool, known as ROSA. You'll find that on DPIRD's website. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast.